Hello and welcome to another episode of Crazy Waffle. Today I'm chatting to someone I've looked up to for a long, 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 long time. Um, author and speaker and obviously designer, uh, Anthony Burrell. So I went to see Anthony himself in October 2016 at a talk in Bristol. Um, I actually got the chance to meet him as well and say hello and got my book signed and said, can you be on my podcast? And <laughs> so this is it, here we are. Um, he's on the podcast. I'm very excited to chat to him. I, as you can probably tell throughout the podcast, I get a bit nervous on this episode obviously talking to someone I've looked up to for such a long amount of time um, it's a bit natural to get a bit nervous and uh, a bit quiet at hard times but Anthony has dropped some amazing advice and is a very very um, established designer and I think anyone who's listening to this should really seriously consider what you're saying and, and take it in especially this, this talk's aimed a bit more at design students so uh, listen up and I hope you enjoy my chat with Anthony Burrell so I mean the first thing I want to talk about is sort of how you started and um so i'm reading your book make it now is sort of got, i got the understanding that you started off by finding design through music um and album covers and logos and on album covers when did was there a specific time that you found that that you really wanted to do design you like a moment that clicked yeah it was definitely when i first started getting into music and, and kind of like you know kind of reading the enemy and and kind of buying you know starting to buy records and stuff yeah. like that um, so I think it was um, in, in my head. I just thought that was uh, that was what graphic design was all about, really, kind of uh, designing record sleeves and posters yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I think um, you know I didn't I didn't really yeah that, that that was the kind of stuff I wanted to do really. So kind of you know kind of crossover between design and art. Cool. Were you a creative kid? And sort of what age was this when you found the um, music? Um, I suppose when I was uh, secondary school, so okay. yeah. yeah, so like fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Have you always been like a creative kid, or and always done art at school and stuff, or or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of, um, I was always the uh, the sort of best best in my class at, at drawing and, and stuff like that. So I'd kind of, um, yeah, I was quite, I was quite sort of encouraged to do art when I was at school, um, and I think because I wasn't into uh, sports or anything like that really I was kind of I spent most of my time in, in the art room I had some really good art teachers and they, they kind of encouraged me cool uh, so you then you went on to, to Leeds Poly and uh, the Royal College of Art um, I was just wondering like what would you still go to uh, the university and college for, for design these days because it's, it's it's a balancing act sort of with the money and, and because it's so expensive um, I'm just wondering your thoughts well, there are lots of different routes to, to kind of yeah. working in the creative industry these days, um, and not um, you know just doing a degree isn't isn't the only way of getting into it. Um, I think I think it's still valuable to go to, to art college to, to study art and design. Uh, just you know the whole um, uh, experience of being there, mm. and I think meeting other people as well. I think if if you tried to do it. Outside of education, I think the uh, I think that might be a sort of disadvantage. Really, you you wouldn't meet the kind of oddball characters that uh, that you might meet when you're at college. And I think I think it's such a formative time as well. You know, it's kind of like whether it's moving away from home and, and becoming a bit more um, 
you know, so, uh, sort of dependent on yourself and, and kind of just finding your way into the world that I think it's, um, yeah, I still think it's a good thing to do. It's, a, it's an interesting thing about sort of how it does help you step into that world because, um, I mean, I, didn't, I haven't gone to university um, because mainly because of the money, if I'm honest. Um, but I found that I've, got, I've had a few internships and things and I've slightly sort of stepped into the design world that way. Um, mm. And I do, like you say, feel like I'm sort of missing out on the networking and, and connecting with other people. Um, but do, when you say all the oddball people, do you mean like the, the tutors or just other people on the course or...? Um, everyone everyone yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i think um yeah i suppose like you know the tutors kind of went through an arts education and yeah. it's kind of you definitely meet um you know i think when i went to to college um the maybe the demographic was slightly different but um um, yeah, we're kind of yeah, lots of people who have kind of different um, different ways of looking at the world, and I think you know that uh, that can either be challenging or exciting, or it can kind of you know just open new doors really into into sort of different ways of uh, kind of you know being a person really. I suppose I'm trying to make up for that work with social media and just connecting to as many people as I can because obviously it's, mm. it's I mean it's helped a lot. Um, yeah, with, with the work I've been doing and, and getting myself out there. But um, So you went to college and, and design school without computers as well. Um, what was that, first of all, like? Because I couldn't really, can't really get my head around uh, understanding what design's like without computers. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, uh, so I, I started in the mid-1980s and computers, you know, were still, still something that you saw on TV, you know, kind of on, you know, it was it wasn't something that anybody had really but and towards the end of my degree um it was like a, a kind of new computer suite but um i just thought it was a waste of time you know i just yeah. thought uh you know you can be so much more productive kind of you know working uh you know like with with kind of photocopies or kind of you know yeah. painting or making stuff um so yeah it was just, it was kind of how we did things, you know. It, it sounds like it's from the, uh, the kind of Victorian times, really, speaking now. But it's kind of, um, yeah, it was it was kind of, you know, much more kind of craft-based and, and kind of hand, hand uh, you know, making mark making and all that kind of stuff. When I see things made by hand, I feel like there's sort of a different appreciation for them. Um, mm. It's like, because it's not just click on a computer, it and everyone's doing that these days. I feel like there is a um, a special element to handmade things. Does that? Do you feel that as well, or is it? Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think. Um, um, you know, when you see the craft in in something that's made, you know, it, it's kind of. Um, you know, you kind of feel a, a connection with the person who made it and, and stuff like that. I think it's the thing is there's so much choice now. You know, you can you can create stuff on the computer that is incredibly. Uh, crafted or you can you know you can make stuff I don't know it's sort of there's just such a range of different things now different voices and I think when I was at college there were there was less choice and you know people um yeah people kind of uh, uh, explored kind of similar things really whereas now you can you know if you had a room of like half a dozen designers each person would have the potential to do something completely different all right yeah that's that's cool it's like sort of a unique uh, unique element from it um mm. 
Do you think it did, did it take a lot longer, like making things hand, handmade rather than on a computer? Do you think it, it speeds it up? Um, I think um, for me, I suppose the, the main thing is it's kind of like thinking about what I'm going to make, and you know that that's quite you know I spend a lot of time thinking about stuff and yeah. reflecting on why I'm doing something, or you know r- rather than just sitting at the computer and just like creating yeah. endless bits of work, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, what, what's what's really necessary? What what, what do I need to, to kind of, you know, how, how do I need to kind of work on this project or, you know, make, make something, um, yeah, that, that I think is has got a kind of significance about it, you know, r- rather than just kind of churning stuff out. Something meaningful, yeah, rather than, because I do it a lot, I like designing, a lot of people that I know design just for the aesthetic of it and because it looks good. Um, mm. And it hasn't got any meaning in it, like you say. Uh, yeah, so something to think about, like taking time. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the challenge, you know, is to, to make work that uh, not only looks looks interesting, but, it, you know, it's kind of saying something, it's kind of exploring yeah. ideas um, rather than just, you know, but then you know you can also make work that is purely visual, and you know the the reason for it existing is to be beautiful. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. I think you have to you you have to kind of work out what it is that you want to say as a designer, or um, you know whether the work has to have a political content or a social content, or mm. whether it can be just purely about aesthetics. There's, I mean, there's been a lot of political things out there recently obviously with what's happened but it's um and some of them some of them have been really good as well like design aesthetic wise and, and it looks amazing so if you can i suppose if you can combine both of them that's that's the winning combination isn't it yeah. uh, what's the what's the hardest thing that's happened like uh, to you when, when you've been designing is there anything that's gone wrong that's been really dramatic or, or especially handmade because it, obviously it's things that you can't change as quickly yeah, um, well, in, in terms of, of kind of production of things, so, sometimes you kind of imagine something's going to work out in a way uh, and then it kind of comes back and it's yeah. it's kind of been done wrong. That's not 100% what I was expecting, but then it's kind of, I think it's up to you to kind of uh, to accept things like that happen in production. But um but I don't know. But I'm quite, I quite enjoy it when things go a bit wrong and do kind of work around things. But um, so yeah, I can. I think it's designers tend to be quite sort of controlling, you know, and yeah. like like to know exactly what's going to happen. And then sometimes it's, it's it's you know it's more interesting when uh, when things when you allow for a bit of um, of kind of variation to to occur in the work. Also, like, like, well, like a work is, is itself. It's got this like the textures are created from the imperfect imperfections, um, mm. and it's just yeah, like, like you said, the beautiful, beautiful, simple, like textures that come from the the things that go wrong. Um, so, so one thing I picked up uh, from you and is is that you have never really had a real job, and I sort of, and and you've never had that. Is it right to say that you sort of never had a, a desire to work in like an agency or, or um, a studio? Yeah, I think um, I was I was talking to a friend about this the other day about um, just the the kind of education that I had, and it's like uh, graduating from the Royal College, you know, in the early nineties. It was almost seen as a failure if if you got a job somewhere. 
it was almost like you'd kind of sell out, you know. You, uh, you know, you'd, just, you'd come to work for somebody. Yeah. Like every, everybody I knew just set up their own studios. Um, right. You know, it was um, well, it kind of didn't really occur to people to come, go and get jobs. It was almost like, well, that you know, that's sort of um, yeah, that's that's kind of. Yeah, that's not the ideal situation. You know, it's much better to, to be kind of working on your own projects and working with clients and and doing doing your, your own thing, really. So I think maybe in those days that was that was a kind of valid way of doing things. I don't, I don't know whether that's the same now, but, you know, a lot of people do work independently still. And um, I think looking back on it, if I... Maybe I had a bit more experience in in like a commercial design studio. Then I think it would have helped me a lot better, a lot more to kind of um, uh, to to kind of understand what what it is to be a commercial designer. Mm. At our uh, CA, is that something that they pushed you to do, like to get to set up on your own? And um... Um, not not especially. No, no, I think it was just the the general culture right. of. Okay. Uh, you know, it, at that time, and people graduating with, you know, with an MA from the Royal College, um, you know, it seemed it seemed to be that it was almost like, you know, that was what you supposed to do was just set up your own studio. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because obviously now, well, from what I see, um, friends are going to university and stuff. It's you go there and then you're you're helped to get a job. It's sort of. It's helped yeah. helping to push you into the industry and get a get a low level job, um, and it's yeah. So it's interesting how it's turned has sort of turned around on its head. Um, um, yeah, I think it's um, you know maybe there's more pressure on people to, to get into um, paid employment yeah. straight. You know, I think you know the pressures um, of the student debt and um, then you know housing and just the cost of living and stuff like that. It seems. It seems a, a, um, a lot more problematic than, than when I graduated, you know, twenty-five years ago. It, it kind of, it, it just, you know, I can only talk about my personal experience, really. Mm. Did, did you ever have any sort of? I suppose, it, as you say, it was the it was the um, thing to do. But did you ever have anyone saying that you should get a job? Because I've got sort of, I've got family and, and friends that say you should, you know, try and get a design job, try and get in a, in a studio. Whereas I'm personally seeing it as this is, I'm living at home still so it's the perfect time to, to go and to go and try and make it and, and make these mistakes while I'm still at home yeah I think it, um I think maybe you know having a uh, more established designer sort of helping you out you know kind of mentoring you or uh you know just just seeing how things work in a in a commercial studio you know kind of like invoicing and yeah. just generally how to run a business um I think I think having somebody like that who you can maybe speak to and have have that kind of relationship with it. I think it's probably good to have some kind of somebody there to kind of mentor you a bit. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to look for someone like that. Um, so how important is it to make your own rules? Because you were talking about in the book again to to um, to make your own rules. And I'm not sure if it was specified to a specific audience, like people that are coming out of students and stuff. But um, could you talk a bit about that, a bit about making your own rules and setting up and yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's it's just it's stuff that that kind of feels right to you really and um, you know there are a lot of those books about you know how to be creative and how to have creative ideas and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's kind of 
I think unless it's really in you to to kind of work creatively, then it, it's difficult to adopt those those kind of strategies really. Um, and I think it's I think you have to have a certain kind of mentality or mindset to, to kind of um, you know to think slightly differently to everybody else and and to kind of make those connections that help visual communication work. Um, so. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good to have your own set of values, or you know, kind of think um, you're going to work in a specific way for you know specific um, reasons. You know, about whether you're going to do work, you know, purely commercially, or think about making your own work as as your you know your own personal meant. Mm. So, but yeah, I think there are so many different things you can do. It's kind of it's just kind of focusing on on one thing that you know. That it that kind of uh, feels right for you. Is it? Has there ever been like um, any like worries about? Because obviously you've been on your own your whole your whole time, um, as in working for yourself. Uh, has there only been any struggles? Sort of. I don't want to get too personal, but with like money and stuff, and and having because it's these days. If you like, obviously living at home, it's not too not too much of a problem. But I've got still still worries in the back of my mind. Like, will I ever make enough money to make a career out of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's still it's um well that's one of the things that kind of drives you to to kind of you know to work and and to kind of you know it's like uh and a living you know yeah. all that kind of stuff it's sort of uh yeah it kind of pushes you to to actually get out there and and do stuff yeah. so i think so i think it's a good um yeah it's a good it's a good thing to have you know that that kind of uh but it's you know then when you start you know, you sort of progress a bit, and you kind of, you know, you, your uh, responsibilities become greater. Then it, you know, you, then it does, you know, it does kind of turn into a job, and it, mm. it's sort of like, you know, it's that's how you earn a living. And I think the key thing is to to carry on, you know, earning a living and and doing all all that stuff, but also make work that is still, you know, still gets you excited and yeah. you know doesn't just turn into a job I think you know but I went through stages when I, I was working a lot commercially and you know it wasn't as rewarding as I wanted it to be and uh, so I you know kind of kind of worked on on kind of getting out of that that area too much but you know it's all it's all down to you know personal choice and um you know and then the realities of of kind of working commercially as a designer and you know, you have to do tons of work that you're not really that into to to kind of, you know, yeah. It's just being realistic, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I found that I've, opportunities pop up, and I think I've I've seen it with you. Probably agree. I mean, opportunities pop up if you're doing your own stuff and staying creative as well, and you're producing um, that sort of good work and stuff you love because you, you'll um, people will see that and then come to you for that sort of the similar sort of thing. Um, yeah, just, you know, just Kind of developing your your own personal voice and getting work out there and sort of building a you know a history a kind of track record of, of work and yeah. you know people understand what it is that you do then they'll, they'll come to you for you know for that thing. Awesome. How I was wondering how many um, posters have you sold now? Like with the the work hard make uh, be nice to people posters because it must uh, be a few. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a lot. I kind of um, yeah, but. Yeah, we just well, I suppose I started selling them sort of 
like around 2005, 2006, something like that. Yeah. You know, started just like with like small galleries and, and then we put them on a website and stuff. Um, and it was always a sideline, you know, it was always like um, just as a, a kind of extra thing, really. Uh, yeah. Running alongside everything else that I did. And then gradually it became more uh, more important to the, you know, how, how uh, yeah, everything else that was going on. Yeah. I always love that story of like that you tell um, of being in that. Sh- is it a shopping, uh, like a shopping centre or, or at, a, at a checkouts and hearing that woman? Yeah, just in a supermarket. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah I think it's just you know it kind of reminds you that um, you know you should always have your creative antenna switched on. You know, it's kind of uh, just because you're not in the studio or sat at the computer doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about mm. things going around here. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the new book, uh, Look and See. It's called um, What? Like, what can people expect, and what's it about? And can you give us a bit more information? Uh, well, it's uh, it's being funded by a kind of crowdsourcing uh, site called Volume, um, and it's it's the first uh, project that they've they've produced. Uh, so I've been working on it for the past few months. Um, it kind of started off. I made a website. Um, collecting together some of my archive um, ephemera collection uh, stuff stuff that I'm, I really like and kind of kind of collect and you know kind of see as as kind of inspiration and kind of reference yeah. um, just kind of like weird you know kind of odd bits of printed ephemera tickets and you know just weird stuff that I've collected really um, so I thought it was, that it'd make a really nice book of kind of inspiration and each each little object I've kind of written a couple of paragraphs about you know where I found it or yeah. why I like it and why I think it's uh, got value so yeah so I suppose it's you know it's a bit like overhearing that conversation in in the supermarket it's it's like just looking for inspiration all the time and constantly collecting and, and kind of looking for for stuff that isn't you know obvious. You know, it's it's not in it's not in design books or it's not on design blogs. It's kind of it's the stuff in the margins that I think is interesting. That's that's another thing actually you pointed out in um, in making now as well. It's not like you, you or it might actually it might have been a talk I listened to. Was it um, that you don't really look at other other designers' work and you sort of just you look at the actual world and and see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's great. Uh, seeing what everybody else is doing and, and listening to people's personal stories about yeah. how they work, and, but in terms of kind of inspiration, yeah, it's you know, it's, for me, it's kind of uh, I look outside the design world for inspiration. So it's kind of um, yeah, but I'm, I'm aware of what's going on, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge. Uh, I don't really look at design blogs that often. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean that that's good though as well because it. You don't you don't like have something in the back of your mind and you're not thinking about it and copying it and um, yeah yeah I think sometimes if you look at stuff and it and it kind of soaks in and then it you yeah it and kind of you know uh, unco- you know kind of subconsciously it kind of it works away um, but you know e- even though I say I don't really look at design blocks I'm kind of aware of what's going on and yeah. you know, just just by being in the world you're you're aware of what's going on so. But yeah, I think it's. I think the point with that is that you know you should look. You should look outside 
of design blogs for you know for real inspiration. Yeah. So, uh, what's um, what is, is in the book? Has he got like uh, like you say examples of inspiration? Has he got the project that inspired uh, to create next to it, or is it just uh, literally a book of inspiration and things? Um, yeah, yeah, book of inspiration and and kind of the stuff that I've collected has you know been in light shoe boxes and yeah. you know, the, the stuff that I've kind of dragged around with me for for years and like finally it's kind of getting there. A bit of a limelight. Nice. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's it's an interesting one. Because you look at other people like Aaron Draplin as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of him, but he's got this huge collection of badges and um, mm. old retro type, and it's um, something that I should probably think about starting. Uh, having this like box or at least a small collection. Um, yeah, it's just stuff that you pick up, and yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, kind of design, not. You know, that's made not by designers. You know, kind of, kind of we. You know, like stuff you get on like the insides of envelopes, or you know, when you get a delivery, it's got like yeah. weird, you know, kind of little symbols on the outside of the box and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to the book. Um, what, um, what would be like your your designing um, advice other than work hard and be nice to people? Because obviously that's. That's sort of the main one, and everyone knows it now. Um, is there any other like advice you give to sort of um, youngers? Yeah, yeah. I always say, um, you know, just make make stuff, make work that you're kind of connected to and that you believe in, and mm. stuff that you know isn't necessarily instantly commercial, but it's kind of that's got a bit of you in it, and it's got your view of the world in. It. Um, but yeah. But it's not, you know, you, you, we have got to, you have got to work out. You know, uh, there's no easy way of doing it. Definitely, definitely. Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, that's all right. No problem. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Waffle. You can check out Anthony over on Instagram at Anthony Burrell or his website Anthony Burrell. Uh, I'll post the links down below in the description. Also, you can check out his books. Uh, Make It Now is now available on Amazon has been for a long time and it's a great book I'd recommend to go and check it out Uh, and the other book is Look and See, it's coming out very soon Uh, again there'll be a link in the description below I really appreciate you in your ears and giving me the time and listening to this podcast if you have enjoyed it and you think it would be useful for someone else then share it with a friend, why not Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and podcasts and all that really appreciate it, thank you very much have a great new year And I'll see you in the next episode.